do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's what we're talking about on this episode of the Driving with Rob podcast. I looked it up to see who is credited with that saying, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Apparently it was Confucius, or that seems to be the general consensus anyway, that Confucius said, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And from time to time, you'll run into people, mainly professional people, business people, doctors, that kind of people, who will say, I love what I do. Caregivers will say, I love what I do. Teachers will say they love what they do. But you don't run into a lot of factory workers, people in manufacturing, who will say they love what they do. Work is work. Play is play. That's why they call it work. That's why they call it play. Because they're different. There used to be an old TV show back in the 50s, I think it was, called Dobie Gillis. And Dobie Gillis had this friend named Maynard G. Krebs, who never worked a day in his life. And he thought work was a four-letter word. As a matter of fact, whenever anybody would mention work, Maynard's typical response was, work? Because let's be honest, most people hate their jobs. They really do. But also most people are familiar with the term, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. See, I tried that one time. Just not a lot of money in laying on the couch watching movies. Not a lot of money in fishing. Not a lot of money drinking beer with your buddies out on the golf course. But do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But I want to turn that phrase around. Love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. So I read this story that came out in Forbes magazine several years ago. And it was along this same theme of do what you love, but it was a person who learned how to love what they do. See, it seems there was this company who wanted to reduce its carbon footprint. So they instituted a very aggressive recycling program. And they put this lady in charge of it. And basically told her, your goal is to reduce our waste going to the landfill by 20%. Well, I think this lady actually ended up reducing waste by 70%. And they asked her, how did you do it? Because the upper management thought it was going to be a real challenge for anybody to reduce waste by 20%. She reduced it by 70 So it got the attention of upper management. They wanted to know how did she do it because the upper management had no idea how to do it. They just knew they wanted to get it done and they put somebody else in charge of it, which is typically what managers do. Well, as the interview went, they talked to this lady about how she did it. And she said it occurred to her while she was watching a documentary on building the Great Wall of China. The Great Wall of China, I think, was built over a thousand years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And the Great Wall of China is one of these things where people just step back and say, how did they do it? You can see the Great Wall of China from space. In a time when there was no motorized equipment, you didn't have earth movers, 
no kind of mechanized construction equipment at all. But they built one of the seven wonders of the world, the Great Wall of China. How did they do it? Well, the one resource that China had in abundance and still has today is people. There were lots of people. And if you had put one person or maybe one person in charge of a crew to try to build the Great Wall of China, it would have taken you hundreds of years, many generations. But you take a million people carrying bricks, and it goes up a lot faster. So this lady in charge of the recycling had an epiphany and realized that if she wanted to meet this goal of reducing waste, she had to get everybody involved in reducing waste. It was too big a job for her. She couldn't do it, and she realized she couldn't do it. But if she got everybody excited about it and got everybody on board with it, then she had a lot of helpers. So she decided that the best way to reduce waste was not only to put out recycling bins and was to not only make people aware of what she was trying to do or what the company was trying to do. She had to get them excited about recycling. She had to get her co-workers on board with the concept that it wasn't her that was doing the recycling. And it wasn't the company who was trying to reduce waste. It's something we need to do. So she became the champion and the cheerleader for this cause of reducing waste and instituting a recycling program. So she began to interact with her coworkers in a way that she never had. She talked to them individually and said, how can I help you to meet this goal? Why are we not doing it? And what can I do to help you do it? And she approached it from the aspect of, I'm going to help somebody else. And she found that once she started to help other people, then other people were much more receptive to the idea of helping her. So she began to look at this recycling plan and waste reduction plan as a way of serving others. She found a way to love what she was doing, and it became doing what she loves. And the thing that struck me was the fact that her epiphany was not only getting people on board with it, but the way she was getting people on board with it was she was serving them. That the way to get other people to help her was to help other people. And it all goes back to the golden rule, which I have quoted so many times in this podcast, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And what you find is that you can have joy and peace simply through helping others. And this is what she found. That once she started to help others, then she got help. And she learned to love what she did. So the moral to this story is, do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. But the way to do what you love is to learn to love what you do. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for downloading. Leave me a comment. Share it with friends. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. 
and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.